so it's Sunday the 12th of uh, something. I was thinking I'll start this again. It is. I just looked. Apple wouldn't lie okay. to me. Uh, it's a... Uh, I don't know which month it is, let alone you. Okay, according it's, to Apple, it's Sunday the 12th of April. Which year? 2015. Are we sure about this? Yes, I'm absolutely sure about this. Even in the Jewish calendar that Lewis Schaefer follows... Not at all in the Jewish calendar, because we're not going by the Jewish calendar, and we are not mentioning Lewis Schaefer. And the fact... Twice, no, no, no. twice. No. The fact that you just drop his name in doesn't count. On some spurious... I'm also spurious. He's Jewish. It was he, spurious. He's got a calendar. There's no need to bring Judaism into it this early in the podcast. It's not Judaism. It's Ju- Lewis Schaefer. And you, you're just saying it again. Or Jewish Schaefer. You're he, just doing this to win a bet. You're he, just doing this to win a bet. You're not allowed to talk about him anymore. I did go on Facebook and ask people to suggest things that are non-him related that we could talk about. And absolutely on, nobody, apart from Pope... How do you pronounce his name? Lonergan. Lonergan. Pope Lonergan suggested the, the, either Jabotinsky, who the, was a dreadful right. revisionist uh, Zionist chap who wanted a Jewish state on both sides, quote, both sides of the Jordan, uh, and his uh, alternative to that was James Joyce. I don't like James Joyce. I, I battled my way through his works when I was in school, but um, I, I like more punctuation than James Joyce. Puts in his uh, puts in his novels. So, so so welcome to the Grouchy Club podcast, which is about comedy. Yeah, generally speaking. And Lewis Schaefer. No, it's not. And just saying the name doesn't win you the bet. I want to talk. Well, not really, but frankly, I'm grasping at straws here. You always want did to you talk. see? No. I'm did you see the Madonna? I did. Stand up. I did. What did you think? I thought she was okay for a beginner, but I thought she wasn't as good as she should be because. Presumably, this is Madonna on some American talk show. The Tonight Show. J- Jimmy someone. Is it Kimmel or, or the other uh, one? Jimmy, 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 whatever. Jimmy, yes. Jimmy James June, something like that. Uh, and Fallon. She, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Uh, that's him. One of the, on the Tonight Show. One of the Jimmys who isn't Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she, she did a stand-up routine and it was, oh, why don't you do a stand-up routine? Well, what, what a surprise I will. Well, yes. So she should have, she presumably has re- re- rehearsed that sort of 10,000 times. And she wasn't really very good. Like you said in your mention on Facebook... She was a bit sort of hesitant and ooh, um, uh, and they're uh, like a, a beginner stand-up. Which she but is. she's a beginner stand-up. Oh, you said you'd give her three stars. Yes, I, no, I said I would give her, well, I'd give her three, but it would read like a 3.25, which I would. I thought uh, one of the most important things is the, the persona of the comic. It, sounds, it needs to sound like there's a real person up there. Well, like and, mu- and much more than I expected to, I liked her. I thought she came across as uh, sympathetic and as a, a nice, engaging character. And I wanted to listen to her. And she was very ummy and ari. But um, I read a, another thing while I was begging for help on Facebook today. I read a thing by some, uh, one of the many kind of bottom-feeding comics who have leapt to... Uh, criticise her. And of course, I didn't realise until I read that, stupid me, duh, um, they really hate her because she was on The Tonight Show doing stand-up. That's it. If she'd gone into, I don't know, a little club somewhere, they might not have had a go. But it's the dapper laughs syndrome. It's, oh dear, she got on telly. 
doing it? And why doesn't she know her? Why doesn't any stand up, uh, beginner stand up comic know their place and do an open spot? Oh, she's fucking Madonna. That's why not. But that's so smart. And I thought it was quite brave of her because it was, it was quite exposing. <coughs> if only. But you're, you're saying that if, if any old comedian goes up to the Edinburgh Fringe and does a lot of ums and ahs and is very sympathetic and you quite like them, you're going to give them three and a bit stars. She did about three minutes, John. She didn't do an Edinburgh show. And it's not any old comic. And yes, <coughs> if I saw a comic who was a bit hesitant uh, and, you know, who was, you know, not quite there with his material or her material, but seemed genuine, had a good persona, uh, was likeable on stage and made me feel like I wanted to stay with them and hear more, then yes, of course I'd give them three stars. So should I go up to Edinburgh and do a show? No, because you'd just burble. And 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 give pointless mentions to comics who have been mentioned enough. And such as, um, can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, and no, anyway, you are doing a show. You're doing the Grouchy Club. When uh, are you doing the Grouchy Club? Uh, God knows, but it's on GrouchyClub.co.uk. I think we're doing it the last two weeks, aren't we? Because you wanted to see lots of shows that clashed with it in the first two weeks. Yes. Well, I think it's a bit. Is it not? It's a bit. It seems to be a bit more than the last two weeks. Uh, but of course it's leading up to? Uh, Lewis Schaefer's show. See, you're doing it again. No. What's it leading up to? It's leading up to oh, the, the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards show. Thank you, John. On uh, Friday the 28th, 11 o'clock through midnight to uh, 0100, uh, where you'll be presenting prizes to unknown uh, burglars. Yes. I'm, I'm having to do all the work here, John, while you sip tea and eat sandwiches. Well, that, that's, that's why I set this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Now... Talking of the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards, we, it does seem to be the path to international superstardom. Although, you know... Oh, I forgot, right no, at the no. beginning of this podcast, no. our disclaimer oh. that nothing you're about to hear has been stolen from Russell Peters. <laughs> no matter what he says, we have stolen none of this podcast from Russell Peters. Is it a reference to good old uh, Noah? No, Noah, not Noah at all. Um, uh, yes, hey, hey, Trevor. Trevor Noah, that's the word. Yeah, Trevor Noah. So Trevor Noah is on, and I get all my American shows muddled up. Tre- Trevor Noah is presenting uh, the, the John. Yes, that's the one. The one that, that John. Mm, mm. Yeah. What's it called? The, da- the Daily. Uh, the Daily Show. The Daily Show. And uh, the first uh, Malcolm Hardy Award winner is, is, is uh, Reggie Watts, is the musical director on some other American show. The one that James Corden's hosting. Indeed, that one. The Late that, Late uh, Show. That one. The, the, the Late Letterman Show, that one. No, yes. The Late Late Show, John. Oh, is that another one? Oh, oh, eat your sandwiches. Oh, no, that's the Scottish bloke, isn't it? Some, some Scottish... Do you have low blood sugar or something? Yes. It's, it's, some it's sa- Craig Ferguson, brother of the very, very funny Lynn Ferguson. And, and, and nothing to do with Jerry Sadowitz at all. No. Despite his, his, his claims. Bing Hitler. Yes. Mm, now, another... Th- maybe maybe this should be the theme of the podcast. Theft. But but Russell Peters th- seems to be... Who is Russell Peters, anyway? Never he's a Canadian him. comic. Oh, there you go. He can't be very good. Uh, oh, I beg your pardon. Pete Johansson's a Canadian comic, and he's absolutely brilliant. Jason John Whitehead is a Canadian comic. He's absolutely brilliant. Glenn Rule is a Canadian comic, and he is absolutely brilliant. And Tanya Lee Davis is a, comedian, a Canadian it's, comic, and she is brilliant. It's, and... Is Tanya Lee Davis? I didn't know she was Canadian. Anyway, carry on. Exciting news. Ah. It's the 10th anniversary of Abnormally Funny People. 
and they're doing a show at the Edinburgh Festival, which means that when I get tired and drunk, well, most which is quite often, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, I get a lift home on Tanya Lee's scooter. Yay! Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I save a but, fortune on taxis when Tanya Lee's in, in town. So they started their fine show as soon as Malcolm Hardy died, basically, ten, 10 years. Is there a connection? I don't know, yeah. I saw, did you see the first one? What, his first death? No, 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 their I, first show. No, I didn't know. Where was it? Was You're it? just being obtuse now, John, aren't you? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mellow with my sandwiches and my tea. Mm. No, you're obtuse from where I'm sitting. Anyway, their first um, Abnormally Funny People show. I think it might have a biscuit with bits of chocolate in there. Yeah, it's got that's... chocolatey goo in the middle. That's it, too. Um, yeah, Liz Carr was in that first show. Now on, uh, what's it called? Um, Car 54, Where Are You? No, the... the, 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 the... Unforgettable. No, the show about pathologists she's in now. Is she? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit serious. Playing, yeah, I know. She's marvellous. She's uh, whizzes about in the electric wheelchair. You just like people with electric wheelchairs who can give you a lift. I know, Liz's wheelchair isn't good for giving lifts, it's rubbish. Uh, She's very selfish that way. I know. Tanya Lee, however, with the scooter, fantastic. We have pictures. Great woman. Um, And uh, who else was in that year? I got bored. Tell us more about Madonna. Well, no, we've done Madonna. I've done Madonna. But... What about Louis Schaefer? I was... You've done again, you see. You are. You're being irritating now. Um, Practice. I... I just thought it was surprising that she came across as so nice. Well, I, I thought she was sympathetic when she'd finished, and then she looked very nervous and uh, did a debate of it. She looked very nervous in the middle of it. I got jokes. I got jokes. That was um, Louis Schaefer. No, it was. That was Madonna. That was a Louis Schaefer impression. That was Madonna. Um, I hate Jews, not all Jews, just my parents. I can do his routine. I can. Why not just... Why not just get signed up and be his PR? Because he's got no money. Okay. But you're doing the Groucho Club for no money. Groucho Club. Oh, Grouchy Club, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're doing the Grouchy Club podcast for no money. Am I? You do practically everything for no money. When did anyone ever pay you any money? I know, yeah, you're right. When was the last time you got paid? Well, there's that big issue sale in 1963. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie, because it wasn't on the sale in 1963. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was it, really. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you could be his PR, and then... You're feeling the gas very well. You could just do a kind of a, a leaflet, a handout, and uh, people could you could send it to people in the post, and we would not have to talk about him all the time on the podcast. We would have. We, everyone talks about him the whole time. Uh, we're, we're now at Edinburgh this year. We're not doing flyers or, or posters either for Malcolm Hardy's show or for the Grouchy Club. Oh, is this a true? This is true. This is. I think that's a very good idea. Well, it's true because the Malcolm Hardy show it seems to have its own audience. It's been overflowing. We've had to turn people away. I think the last two years, if yep. not three years, because they're very strict about uh, what is the capacity of the ball. I don't know what the capacity is, but three years ago we were okay. People were sitting in the aisles. Then the this, this Scottish uh, legal system changed the law or something. Oh, and, God. And, Elf and, and safety. And two years ago, there was a woman standing at the door with, with a, a, a list. A little clicker thing. I, I think it was a clicker, yeah. And, and uh, the, the number of people in the venue includes the performers. So there was a point where I said, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll leave the room so this person can complete yeah. perform. I mean, that is the problem because there's so many performers in the, in the yes. Malcolm, increasingly <laughs> prestigious Malcolm Hardy Award show. Yeah. Maybe if we just did like a couple of stand-ups, we'd be able to pack more punters in. Well, there was Schaefer. No. He, oh, no, no, he's not been a stand-up, but, but he, we did have a Lewis Schaefer impersonation there. 
uh, thing last year, didn't we? We and did. That was very popular. We did, but now we're talking about them again. You see, I'd, frankly, I'd rather go back to what Pope suggested and talk about um, Jabotinsky or James Joyce. I can't talk about the first one because I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. I quite like James Joyce. Do you? I do, yes. Mm. I, I, obviously, I haven't read Finnegan's Wake, obviously. <laughs> well, you see, I kind of battled my way through it. and I Finnegan's just got, Wake? And I got increasingly irritated with him. And by the end, you kind of got the feeling that he was just... Be- like with the letters to Nora... They're all ridiculously over the top, um, you know, talking about her, what is it, rancid red cunt or whatever it is. Well, it's much like Prince Charles. And, 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 it's, uh, yeah. and that was just a tampon. It was oh. a tampon between friends. Yeah. Um, so he was just kind of like pushing it to see how obtuse <laughs> and obscure he could be before people actually went, I'll give it a break, Jimmy. I'm not sure about Sort yourself out, mm. you know. Oh, love, lovely. It's best read in an Irish accent, of course. Everything is best read in an Irish accent. Absolutely everything. Except bomb warnings. No, but most most Irish comics, I think, wouldn't be quite as funny if they didn't have an Irish accent. Mm. It's one of the great joys of Irish comics. Well, they have an accent. It comes, well, comes no, from just the, the way, just the way uh, an Irish accent kind of caresses the word. You're getting Joyce in there. I no, fi- I'm not. I finished my tea. We can start the podcast now. Right, excellent. And, and the biscuits. So, um, I was thinking about comics who are funny off stage. <laughs> oh, you know, as well as uh, on, and not all that many of them. Well, yeah. It was, it was, it was kicked off by the Madonna thing. Thinking, oh my God, maybe she's quite a nice person because she much, much more than she ever has been in any concert or any interview that I've ever seen her in. She seemed like quite a nice person when she did the stand-up. Well, she seemed vulnerable, didn't she? Which is always a good, good sign for the Brits. And, uh, and warm. Yeah. Uh, and I was just thinking about... Just I wonder what her. she's... Like. No, I, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> what she's like... Carry on. Comics. Oh, that, no, or that, fancy-wise. Well, that gets both. Which comics do you fancy, apart from Lewis Schaefer? None. And definitely not Lewis Schaefer. Poor Lewis Schaefer. Yeah, we're talking about him again. Um... <laughs> But there's very, very few comics who are, you know, you, you don't even, most of them are not even entertaining. Well, Tanya Lee Davis is very funny she off is, stage. She is, right. Off stage, yeah. Well, She's yes. hugely entertaining. Yes, no, no, she is, I was trying to think about this. Yes, she is And somebody, I tell you who else is utterly, you, just meeting her, you would desperately want to go and see her show, is Martha McBriar. Yes. She just has funny bones. Is she... Funny as such off stage. I mean, she's very amiable off stage. Oh, I think she's hilarious. Oh, no, yeah, no you're right. She's got a very dry Glaswegian sense of humour, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a kind of tangential take on everything. I think she's brilliant. I think... A great favourite of yours, though I'm not sure... I was just about to say Jenny Godwin. Well, because... I, yeah, because what... I'm well, not what necessarily going to say... You... For... Exactly, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, the fact that she's funny on stage translates because it's exactly the same person as you get yes. off stage. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and the thing about Janie is, as far as I know, she's still never, ever, ever, ever written any script of any kind for any show she's ever done. Mm. She just goes on stage and makes it up, and is funny. Mm. And, and there's, there's a wonderful clip on YouTube, which I always make sure new comics try to see, which is, have you seen it? It's about, it's, it's, I think it's headlined something like Fuzzy Felt Jesus or something, <laughs> and, and, and Sunday School. But basically she goes on stage, you won't like this, really? she goes on stage, and it's the beginning of one of her shows to a Scottish audience, and she says, uh, 
this is to do with uh, comedians saying things which aren't funny but which get laughs and, and it's purely on the delivery and it's the way she says it she, she says uh, I don't want you to worry now but uh, uh, I don't want to worry now but, but I, I got raped by my uncle between the ages of 5 and 13 but don't worry I got him killed later for my birthday mm-hmm. and the audience laughs and she says no I did I got him killed and he laughed more I said got his cock cut off they laugh more. And so about five times she, she says that this thing is literally true with no hint that it's not true at all. I don't know if it is or not. Uh, and, uh, and each time she says it, a totally unfunny thing, the audience laughs more and more and more. And then she... she I don't know quite... She, she doesn't mean she changes the voice or something. And she does a little... Uh-huh, and changes the voice. And she gets them back on course again. So having established that she would talk about serious things in a funny way, mm. she gets him to listen to it. It's, just, it's absolute, totally a performance over content because there's nothing remotely funny in what she says. I don't know where that gets us, but, but she, she's very funny on and off stage but doesn't necessarily tell jokes the subject of which are funny. Would you say? Uh, I would say. She doesn't yeah. really tell jokes. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't tell jokes. She tells stories. She tells true stories and they're, they're, they're not funny stories at all. And they're not about funny subjects, usually. Uh, but it's, it, is, it is the Frank Carson thing. It's the way she tells them. And it's something, she's got a naturally funny, uh, intuitive way to get the rhythm to make you laugh or something. Mm. Anyway. It's called being Glaswegian. <laughs> it must be. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> and also the blackness might be uh, something to do with Glaswegian. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, yes. For sure. <laughs> so I remember there was, there was a series on TV called Scotch and Rye, a BBC series. Oh, yes. That sold screens. I think at one time Scotch and Ricky Rye... Ricky Fulton. Indeed. I think at one time it was the biggest selling BBC DVD, despite the fact it was only ever seen in Scotland. Therefore, it must have been going through the roof in Scotland. It was beating the Royal Wedding and things. Uh, and, uh, so I, but I didn't see it for years and years and years. And then I was working at UK Gold or some such channel. Uh, and You've been around. You've worked with all the best ones, haven't you? I've suffered, yes. Uh, uh, no, I'm very, very... Did they pay you? Oh, yes. Through the... Through the yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and I saw... They were showing Scotch and Rye for some reason. Uh, and I, I saw an episode. And I, I thought, this is so good. And Ricky Fulton, of course. Yeah. And I came downstairs from the viewing room. And I said to the people in the room, I've just seen Scotch and Rye. I mean, have you seen it? And they said, yes, isn't it shit? Oh. And I realised that they were all English. And um. I think what it was was that Scotch and Ryan, especially Ricky Fulton, it's done totally straight face. Ricky Fulton never, ever breaks a yep. smile and never, ever delivers a line in a way that shows that he understands it's funny. It's all totally po-faced. And there's something about Glaswegian or Scottish humour, in, in fact, that's very straight-faced. And it's more like Scandinavian humour, in a sense. That Scan- People say the Scandinavians have got no sense of humour. I've worked with Scandinavians. Oh, I've worked with Scandinavians. Uh, I worked for TV3 and TV1000, TV Torsen, uh, and that's, uh, at the time it was Sweden, Norway, Denmark, uh, and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed working with Swedes, and, and the other two as well. The, the, the Danes were very funny and had very good English, the Norwegians had a closer to our sense of humour than anyone else, but the Swedes were funny too, but the Swedes never ever smiled, which is what the English don't really understand. But there was a, there was a whole rash, I mean they're still talking about of... Um... Yes. Uh, Scandinavian comics came over at one point. Brought over by that Asian who's died, sadly, isn't it? Oh, God, what? Well, I can't remember his name. Uh, oh. Was it one, one, one Asian was, oh, was, that's right. was championing them, and he, he died about like, yes. a few months ago, sadly. Michael, no, anyway, him. Yeah, and uh, I, just, the, I, can't, I can't remember names. The, the, at Edinburgh last year, there was the, the big guy, I think Swedish, with a giant beard, who was very funny, mm. so good. What a pity we can't name-check him and make him famous. 
It'll it'll be in the appendix. To uh, we should do that in a bit after the after the podcast. Just a list of all the people whose names we can't remember. Also, also there's a couple of blog because I always do a blog after this uh, this podcast, and there's a couple I've, I've chosen the, the the bit to 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 quote. Uh, in both occasions, because I actually got the facts wrong in the actual ah. the actual Crouchy Club podcast. Oh dear. But, but I start to wither, which is unusual for me, you must admit. Absolutely unusual. But yes, no, no, it's interesting that you, know, you, can, you can be very funny doing material that isn't funny, which is the Jenny Godley thing. Mm. Uh, and, and, and also, the, what you and I think is very funny, like uh, uh, Scotch on the Rocks or Scotch and Rye or whatever, mm. uh, if you're not used to that sort of po-faced humour oh, comes across as not being... Yes. Fun. So Ricky, well, Ricky Fulton wouldn't come south of the border. That was his trouble. Mm-hmm. Because I, I once tried to book him on the Jonathan Ross show on a Friday night at 10.30 on Channel 4. And his agent said he won't spend the night away from, from home and he can't get back if he does a 10.30, 11 o'clock appearance live in London. Crikey. And so he, he wouldn't do... Admit, he, he, he couldn't be bothered because he's a big, big star in, in Scotland. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm known in England apart from with uh, comedians. Malcolm Hardy loved it. Yep. Uh, but uh, why should he bother just going all the way down to London for a live appearance on a, a TV show on Cham- Channel 4 yeah. uh, and then have to spend a night in a hotel away from his family? Yeah. So I think part of his, his uh, lack of fame south of the border was he, he wouldn't really travel south of the border very much. Yeah. Norman Lovett is another who does... No- oh! <gasps> I never, I you ne- don't like Norman Lovett? Well, I, 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 oh I, my I, goodness. I, I love Norman Lovett as a person. He's very slow. I don't like slow comedians. Ah. I, I didn't particularly like Jack Benny, who was the best of the best. I saw the, the last time I saw Norman Lovett, uh, it was just... I'm not sure what it was, but it was very yeah. funny, and I, I giggled a lot, and it was basically just him showing... Family photographs, yeah. family snapshots. I appreciate Norman Lovett. I, I, I sit and think that's very funny. That's extremely well done. That's brilliant. But I don't laugh. And I, it's something to do with the pace. I think it's because I was a Scottish brought up among Jews, like Louis uh, Schaefer. Mm. Uh, and uh, I want more value for money. So I'd much rather see uh, uh, Jerry Sadowitz than see uh, 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 Stuart Lee. Because I feel I'm not going to... Although I'm getting, getting in for free, I, I'm not going to be money's worth with Stuart Lee. Jerry Sadowitz will provide me with uh, ten times more words. It's this meanness. Uh, it, so you you book here. you book your comedy tickets on the basis I'm of uh, value for money, and so it's it's the number of words per minute that a comic offers you is is how you how you rate them. I, I, it's an I, interesting take. I am joking, of course, but I, I don't like. I don't think you are. I, I don't like slow comics. That's for no, sure. I'm looking at you. You've got a straight face here. That's not a straight face. That's just lack of any any interest in the face. Mm. Uh, no, I, I I don't know why I don't like that. Jack Benny very, but George Burns I like. He's he's fairly slow, but uh, I don't like slow comics at all. So you don't like Stuart Lee? I, I, I do I do when I watch him. Nice man. Uh, very very clever. Very intelligent. Good good material. You are wittering now. No no. Stri- no you don't like Stuart Lee. No, no I'm, I'm trying not to say I don't like Stuart Lee. But uh, I. But you you try not to say you don't like Stuart Lee. So what you're saying is you don't like Stuart Lee. What I'm saying is I, I sit there and think, well, oh, just get on with it and stop repeating yourself. Ah, but it's that's. Uh, but I, can, a, I but I understand why it's funny. But I just don't laugh. But that I mean that's definitely a stylistic choice for Stuart. Yes. Yeah, yes. And it's yeah. it's. Uh, I've always felt that it's uh, an, an ego-driven thing because you can only be that slow with those number of... I mean, he makes Pinter look like the chipmunks. It, you can only have that you number of shows, pregnant you know. pauses. 
if you have total control over your audience. Yes. So, and so it's kind of about, look what I can do with you, my audience. And if your audience knows what to expect. I don't know what ratings you got for that BBC... Was it BBC Two show? Was it uh, Comedy Central? It was BBC Two, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, uh, and oh, well, they gave it a second series, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but then uh, a lot of comedy nowadays is commissioned for Guardian readers, not for the... The uh, the actual audience, not for hoi polloi. Well, it was like it was sick. Almost all the comedy I think on on BBC seems to be transmitted at ten thirty at night or on BBC uh, three or two. Uh, and in my in my gilded years of yes. watching comedy when I was a child, the youth, uh, you used to get comedy at peak time. Comedy yeah. was something you put on at seven thirty, eight o'clock, eight thirty. Benny Hill show eight thirty at night. Uh, and that was only because it was uh, it was slightly rude. It would have been earlier if, if they could have run it earlier. So comedy was in peak time when I was growing up. And comedy Can ain't, you ever? Comedy ain't a peak time thing now, apart from Mrs. Brown's Boys, mm. which goes on about nine o'clock. And, uh, and the gente uh, don't like it. Because, exactly. Because it's populist. And they don't like my family, which goes on in peak time, because it's populist. And, uh, but most of the comedy is actually commissioned by Guardian readers for Guardian readers and for Guardian reviewers, like your good self. Uh, mm. uh, I don't review for the Guardian. No. I wish. So there's a gap there, is there? I wish. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I I also get the feeling that an awful lot of comedy now is commissioned uh, for reasons other than it's funny. You know, I mean, it's not that I I can't remember the last <coughs> time when anything popped up and you go, well, this is just funny. It's it, they're always looking for, you know, new angles, innovative this, all of that. It's, it's what... I, I remember somebody said, <coughs> I was in the early days, I was begging uh, editors to let me do a piece on Michael McIntyre. Because I, I just... I was absolute, which I still am, fan. Um, I just felt that he was a huge, huge star who was unrecognised and he was totally utterly absolutely funny and time and time again I was turned down by people saying well can I do a piece on Michael McIntyre no why not well he's just funny and surely that's what you want and anything else is an addition you know the 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 heart of any comedy show has to be that it's funny you know then it can be funny and clever then it can be funny and black, funny and black and clever, funny and, you know, risky, funny and whatever, but it has to be funny. Otherwise, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not, it's not comedy. I think the problem with Michael McIntyre is they can't intellectualise it. Michael McIntyre is funny because he does observational humour, mm. full stop. You can't say anything else, really. They can't say, oh, this is terribly clever because... And but it's terribly funny. It is terribly funny. And that, as I say, that's the, that's the soul of comedy. But I just, that's, such a, that's such a truism that I shouldn't even be saying it, but I did. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Well, and and, and I, I think there's a, a terrible, terrible, terrible kind of tendency to intellectualise or... Yes. And sadly, a lot of the intellectualising is being done by people of very small intellect. Ooh, meow. No, it's true. Oh, I don't know. They really have a high academic intellect. There's a difference between education and intelligence. Absolutely. They're all highly educated. <laughs> well, but um, 
I, you know, I well, maybe I just don't like comedy. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and see a Michael McIntyre show because I know what, a, what, a, what I would see. I might have said this before in this wonderful podcast. No, you wouldn't. How would you know? Because if you go and see a Michael McIntyre show, it's going to be slick. It's going to be professional. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be funny. And it's all going to be 99 percent funny. I'd much rather go and see a very dodgy show like Louis Schaefer. I'd much like go and see a very dodgy show where you're going to have moments of genius, and a lot of it's going to be absolute rubbish. Now, there, there is a, but, but in Michael McIntyre's shows, you get a moments of genius, and the rest of it is absolutely brilliant as well. Yes, and I know I'd much rather get the ups and downs because uh, I don't know why it's the unexpected. There is a famous comic who I really am not going to name, who who used to be, in my eyes, much better because now he's he's more professional. And it used to be that you used to go and see him, and about, I don't know, 60% was sort of passable, it was okay. About sort of 25% was, was rubbish. And the rest, what is it, 15%? No, another 10% was pretty good, and 5% was absolute genius. And you I, lost I, me in the mathematics. And I, was, I lost myself. And I, but I would go for the 5%. I, I happily see a show that's 5% genius, and the rest isn't quite so good, rather than see a show that's 95% uh, totally slick and professional. But why can't you see both? Because I haven't got the money. And then Michael McIntyre probably wouldn't give me the... I only get to see free shows, you know this. Mm-hmm. Well, shows that you get free tickets for. Yes. So, yes, yes. I mean, most of the most of the venues, apart from the stand, um, give you free tickets, don't they? Because you're John Fleming. You're the Boswell of comedy, for fuck's sake. Indeed, yeah. Increasingly prestigious, yes. Exactly. Oh, how are you getting on with that funniest blog in the blogosphere competition? Oh, I didn't get that. No, oh, who did? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was someone who won last year. Yeah. I was, I was never good at well, that. Well, it was obviously a fix then. I, I, this is because I was nominated for the, the funniest blogger, the funniest blog in Britain. And clearly I wasn't going to win this because it's not really a funny blog. Uh, I mean, I, I, I wrote about, uh, what did I write about? Uh, I wrote about UKIP supporting uh, European blog the other day there. It wasn't really UKIP supporting, but... Uh, Crikey. It was, we, we should get out of Europe. I was seeing. T- I saw Tony Blair's speech on why we should, oh! on why we should stay in Europe, and this immediately. Oh, absolutely. He convinced me we should get out of Europe. I, I, I was fairly convinced before, but I mean, yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> to I, I couldn't watch. I can't look at newspapers with his horrible, foul picture in, and whatever he wants, do the opposite. He actually does have evil eyes now. If you didn't use he has that, evil I'm... everything. Yeah, you know, from the from the toes up through his bollocks to his evil little eyes. He is 100% evil. But it does worry me that, in fact, he, he makes all his decisions based on little chats with God. Therefore, the implication would be... OK, so he's, he's evil and mental. No, but if he's spouting the word of God and he's evil, then, then there is a, a logical conclusion. That God is evil. From, possibly, yes. One would think this is logical. Well, it is. Yes. So, in fact, Tony Blair is... is it could be the Antichrist. He could be... He's just... Oh. But if, if, if Tony Blair is the Antichrist, the Antichrist comes before the, the real Christ returning to Earth. All right, do you know what? Because I hate him so much, I would rather talk about Lewis Schaefer well, I was, than talk about Tony Blair. I was going to say that Jesus Christ was Jewish. Tony Blair is the Antichrist coming before the real uh, Messiah, Lewis Schaefer. I rest my case. I think that's very unlikely, John. And so I think, if you look into your strange, twisted little heart, do you? I found a pee in my bath the other day there, you know. Liquid or this round green kind? Round green, green kind. kind. Round green kind. You don't read my Facebook page. Was, I had a picture of it. It was, it was very, very it was much appreciated. I think people put too many pictures on Facebook. Well, not not peas coming out of your belly button. The I, pea was in your belly button. Well, well, I, I eventually decided it must have been. I thought 
It might have been a dag. No, I, I, I was persuaded to try belly dancing, uh, and uh, as I had, didn't have a diamond at the time, someone, my ex-girlfriend, put, put a pee in my belly button, uh, and uh, we think it must have stayed there for two days while I remained unwashed. And then when I went into Crikey. the bath, there was also a picture of, of a goose-stepping pigeon. You see, I think, I think pictures on Facebook can be quite good. Yeah, but no, I, I do object to these, oh, here's my dinner, here's my lunch, here's my breakfast, here's my snack. Here's when I threw up my dinner. I could have eaten the pea. I that would that. have been very gross. Yeah. You think we think we've come to a natural end here? I don't know. I just wonder if there are, what else I'm going. I would like to see. I would like to inspect as a my grand finale. Button. My belly button. Just to see if there's anything in there that is uh, podcast worthy. Well, in the belly, there could be enormous amounts. No, no, no. Like the belly of the, the whale. button. The button. No. But in fact, but now the next three weeks, I think, uh, we're not going to do this as now, this, this wonderful podcast, increasingly prestigious. No, it'll be, be, it'll be better. Because you're going to be in Kenya. Oh, I am. Why are you going to be in Kenya? I'm going to be in Kenya, uh, <laughs> scraping uh, commercial sex workers off the street and uh, setting a, them up in businesses and making them independent and giving them a much, much, much better life. Sounds like a cervical smear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we, we do, we pay for those too. This is for Mama Bia Mama Biashara, your Mama charity. Biashara, my charity. Um, and so you're not actually going in as the grand uh, Western lady and throwing money around? Uh, no, it's I'm... It's a small-scale... Uh, Al-Shabaab permitting, I'm going back to my little uh, little slum palace. And, um, yeah, it's there's lots lots and lots and lots to do this time, but it's, it's not great there at the moment. And it's not going to get any better because things happen like... Uh, you know, the, the 149 uh, students are killed in a college in Garissa. And nobody really makes much fuss. And what Al-Shabaab want is, you know, some kind of reaction. And all they're going to do, next time they'll kill 249. And it's just that the Western world seems to think that as long as they're poor and black, it's not a biggie. You know, if they are white Western cartoonists or journalists. or So what... Al-Shabaab will now do, if they're smart, I suppose, is start killing more white people. Yeah. Because white people only notice when white people get killed. It's like they've got colour blindness. And, and until something hideous happens to some rich white people, no one's going to pay any attention. I don't know if you want to mention that last time you were in Kenya, you got sent videos, didn't you? Oh, horrible, horrible videos of, of our, our boys being... When stoned say, and beaten our, and set on fire. When, People that we'd help. Yes, our boys mean that. Um, but uh, and this was in this, the coastal area, wasn't it? Down in the coastal area, where where the they they want to make an Islamic state. Um, it's happening all over Africa. Little little pockets yeah. of uh, Islamic caliphate or wannabe. Islamic Catholic, but it was, it was all us, the white people that started it off in the first place, because we go waltzing into British East Africa, go, oh, we quite like the coast, we could have a house there. Uh, so we take the, the lands away from the Swahili people who live there, we have our lovely holiday homes, and then when we go, we go, uh, well, it's all been lovely, and uh, we're not that impressed with Swahili people because they're not big workers, but we will give all this land on... Uh, I'll give all this land to um, you know Kenyatta, who then gives it to all his friends and family who are Kikuyu. So basically, we're the thieves. We're, we're, we we stole it. We passed it on to someone else, who passed it on 
to all his mates, and now the owners have come back and uh, emboldened by what's happening with IS and everything, they've gone, we're taking our land back. And it is their land. And on that humorous uh, Well, exactly. This is why we're not winning any comedy prizes, John. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're doing, um, in the Malabiashara shop... Uh, which is in Shepherd's Bush. Which is in Shepherd's Bush, West 12, not Westfield. West 12 Shopping Centre. We're doing a kind of, um, I don't know what you'd call it, a tryout. It's Doug Zagal, who's... This is tomorrow. Pretty much always... I'm coming to that. Pretty much always brilliant. Uh, and Mel Moon, who's trying out... Some stuff which is interesting and well, unique, I would say. Um, uh, and it might or might not be uh, going to Edinburgh. But uh, she does want a nice, sympathetic, uh, interested audience. Uh, it's a free show, but there will be a bucket at the end. And uh, all the proceeds will be given to Mama Biashara. And they will immediately be transferred to Kenya on Tuesday morning, which is when I'm going. So if anyone who's coming, if you're planning on coming along and putting some fucking shrapnel into the the pot, don't. Notes only, because I'm not going to take pocketfuls of shrapnel. But anyway, it's uh, 7, 7.30, Mama Biashara Shop, tomorrow night, Doug's Girl and Mel Moon. But if you listen to this after Tuesday the 14th, you can ignore all that. Absolutely. You can oh. just zone out as soon as I start talking about that. But, as a little kicker, uh, anyone who's got a show that needs a preview and you need a space, I'm making this little performance space at the back of the Mama Biashara shop available for comedy previews, uh, more or less from the middle of May till August. Because you're back on which date? 8th of May. 8th of May. And uh, how, how many seats will it take? Uh, about 45, 50 seats. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And then you can encourage people to buy things in your Mama Biashara shop. Absolutely. They're... Um, the, you know, it's, it's, it's nice, it's not, you know, amazing, but then it's as good as a lot of other free venues. The shows would have to be free, non-ticketed, but you can come and kick material around at any length. It doesn't have to be an hour, whatever. Just, um, you have to do your own publicity, but the space will be free. And, and, uh, and that's we're plugging things at the very end of this thing. Uh, and, uh... Every year, I think, that the, the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Award show has been on in Edinburgh. All the money has gone 100% to Mamma Biashara That's as well. true. Uh, and, uh, You're about to tell me that's changed this year. No, I'm about, oh, good. I'm about to tell you the, the, the best... I'm about not to tell you the best show title I've ever heard in Edinburgh, which uh, is this Sarah Mason has, has changed the title of her show to something I, I'm not going to repeat because she hasn't announced it yet. Right. But, but when we finish this, I will tell you, and it is a cracker, and uh, I recommend Sarah Mason's show at, uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe this year, uh, especially if she keeps this title. Oh, but and I recommend all the Italians. They're going, Giacinto is going up, I think, for a, a one-off. Luca is at uh, Heroes at the Hive, hooray, who have got an unbelievable, we can tell, we'll talk about the next time, amazing list of people. Uh, and uh, Giada Garofalo and, 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 Puma. and, and Puma herself. Uh, are taking their shows up. It's going to be a bit of an Italian moment, which I think will be fun. Well, but you can vaguely find on on the Puma Romina. Well, you can vaguely find it on the uh, uh, Puma Londinese uh, website, which is P U M A and Londinese. It's all Italian. Londinese. Thank you. L O N D I N E S E. But they are very very good because I regularly go to the Italian comedy night in Soho, which is on every fortnight. Puma Londinese. 
uh, but I don't understand a word of it. But it's terribly enjoyable. Uh, on, on that note... So there we are, recommendations. There you are. Sorted. You don't pay us any money, though, do they? It's appalling. Uh, so that's the end. Uh, ne- next week, with luck, uh, unless she gets uh, uh, kidnapped. Killed. Yeah, well, indeed killed. Uh, we should uh, be talking to... Uh, well, Kenya, that's the word, isn't it? Kenya, that's the Honestly, word. and you were... You were criticising Madonna for saying eh a lot. I, I did Latin at school, you know. I could do this in Latin.